Like if you're walking towards the horizon, you'll never get there. Your goals will always move. Like once you get somewhere, that's not the that's not the end destination. You've got to keep going and you reinvent another target or another ideal. But if you're always just trying to get to the next place, you're just letting all that slip by, aren't you? You know. Yeah. So you know we need to appreciate that 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 travel and all the stuff we pick up along the way. Hello and welcome to the Property Developers Secrets Podcast with myself, Lloyd Girardi. And myself, Andy Cook. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Well, we've done one since New Year, haven't we? Happy New Year again. Yeah. Did you listen to that one? Yeah. (laughs) How long do you say Happy New Year to someone? That's always a point, actually, isn't it? It is a point. And um, I don't know, because there's that awkward period. For the first week, absolute gimme. Everyone you see is a Happy New Year. Second week, still pretty strong. Then third week into January, it's starting to diminish. People are looking a bit like a bit yeah. awkward at you if you do that. We did have one guy. I remember when I used to build <laughs> extensions, and um, I remember we were well into February, and he came in. <laughs> and all right, it was the first time we'd seen him. I'll give him that 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 New Year. This was ten years ago or so. But he came out with a firm handshake, saying to me and all the team, "Happy New Year, guys." And we all just looked at him a bit weird. I'm not going to lie. So I actually think if you've not seen someone for the for, for the year. You should say Happy New Year. So if you meet someone in June. Yeah, but that could go on. It could be December, couldn't it? Like you've not seen someone yet that year and you're going to call them Happy New Year. You've only got a few days left of that New Year. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, it's a minefield. Yeah, put your comments below. What do you think? <laughs> um, yeah. But I think now this is going out on the 8th. So that is still very valid. Yeah, that's valid. So, so yeah. my point of saying Happy New Year is Yeah, valid. I apologise. Yeah. I'll take it back. <laughs> very, very, yeah. In fact, this is quite a good topic while we're talking about years because we're going to be talking about the 12-week year. Yeah. So not the full year, the 12-week year. So I like the bridge there. I like the little... Well, I think we mentioned the 12-week last year. Uh, we did the five um, tips for not, non, not procrastinating. procrastinating. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we did the five tips for that and we mentioned it, but we thought we'd go into it with a bit more depth today put a bit of context in and you know a lot of people this time of year if you haven't already you'll be setting goals you'll be looking at you know what your next 12 months or as we said last week your next three months is going to look like and it's something we're really bought into now isn't it yeah so i think there's a few things we need to talk about first before we talk about the principle of the 12 week year is that most people set themselves targets for the year 12 week uh, sorry 12 months so from now until december what you're going to what you're going to achieve and I don't know the statistics or the numbers of it, but I guarantee most people will go through six months without doing anything and then gets towards November and they think, oh shit, I, just, I said I was going to do that this year. I best start, getting do, uh, best start doing it. That is called Parkinson's law. So Parkinson's law is basically when you delay something until the last minute, it doesn't matter how, many, how much time you've given yourself, it'll always be done on the last minute. So for me... It was the day before my homework had to be handed in. That's when I did it. Even though I, gave, I had a week or so to do it, always the last day. And it's just, yeah, that's just the law. That's just Parkinson's law is you'll leave everything to the last minute. So the principle of the 12-week year is that you actually get more stuff done quicker so you don't procrastinate about it. And it, it's done in three months or 12 weeks. Yeah, so it's natural time pressure, isn't it? You know, like we, we activate ourselves when that time clock gets to the the thinner end of it so the principle of the 12 year is we shorten the time scale we still get that time pressure but we actually get it from much earlier in the process and we can then set another three months as our year if you like and you're getting much you know in a quarter you're getting much more done than yeah. you ever would have 
doing those um, 12 month goals you know as you just said there when when the stake is so far out 12 you know it's the same with five year goals isn't it yeah who can really get their head around what the daily tasks you've got to do now to get to that five year goal you know it's good to have that you know top of the mountain that you're aiming for but then you break it down into much smaller chunks much more manageable and you can progress that um, traction much better and you get the momentum we talk about quite a lot yeah so this this principle is not our principle by the way this is the 12 week year which was written by um, Brian I've no idea what that says there Moran 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 Brian P Moran Brian P Moran and Michael Lennington Lennington the reason we're Kind of, we're looking at the board and seeing what the name. Better write those down yeah. beforehand because like, we don't know Brian and Michael personally. No, um, but we like their so principles. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah, we like their principles. So, yeah, unfortunately, we've got Jack to write it. Jack behind the camera there, and he wrote it at a bit of an angle, and it's quite difficult to decipher really. But yeah, we got there in the end. Yeah, and Brian Creameran. You up? I've got a light and a tripod in the way as well. So, yeah, and show off. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. So that's the 12-week year, but actually it feeds into another book we like quite well as well, doesn't it? It does. Um, and that is uh, The Gap in the Gain. <laughs> Literally, well it's right. it's, if it's not written on the board, I forget. Yeah. So yeah, The Gap in the Gain, um, which was written by Dan Sullivan yeah. and Dr. Benjamin Hardy. We'll go with that. Yep. Yeah. No, it's good. Big but- up, Ben. Yeah, but um, really good principles, the same sort of thing. They work on that 12-week cycle as well. Um, And I think it's worth us going into the principles of the gap and the gain. Now, this is something that we sort of came across, um, an event you were at, actually, the end of last year. Um, And, you know, we've we've adopted that now. We've talked to our team at work about it, you know, in our train programs. Um, Yeah, it'd be worth you running through that here as well. Yeah, so let's... We'll pick up the 12-week year again in a bit and give you some tips on how to set those goals uh, for the three months. But the gap in the game philosophy or the, the idea of it is basically so many people go through life in the gap. And what the gap is, is wherever you are now, um, that's, that's, that's great. But wherever you, uh, your ideal, which is kind of where you want to be, that's in the future. And everyone visualizes being there and they're so disheartened that they're not there and they're not, they've never get there. So they're in the gap and that gap thing they're thinking is what they've achieved. Um, they don't look at what they've achieved. They look at what they haven't achieved. And that's the gap between the, yeah, the ideal of where they want to be, what they've achieved is the gap. The gain is actually looking back on what you've achieved. So you should be looking at where you started and what you've achieved and looking back and thinking, actually, if we relate it to some of our students, they've gone out and found land. They've made their first offer. They've um, made their first, well, they've they've got the first money invested to them from an investor. They've spoken to the first agent. They've got the first OSM moment. Um, They've basically achieved so much. And sometimes it's, they've done that and then the offer gets um, pulled on them or it doesn't go through for some reason. If, when they're in the game, they think, well, that's fine. I've, I've learned a hell of a lot in that, that time. And that's game thinking. Some people will flip to the gap and think, well, I've wasted all that time. I've wasted all that effort going through the offer stage. Well, actually, you haven't because you've learned a hell of a lot. But the gap thinking is they haven't got there. The game thinking is I've learned a lot by doing that. And that's the, the principle. You need to be basically thinking everything I do every day I go by I'm actually learning more I'm doing more I'm getting more towards my target 
rather than the targets get further uh, getting further away. So yeah, the gap in the gain is a different philosophy and an, an idea, which if you're in the gain and then you're using a 12-week year to help set your goals, then yeah, you're getting closer to that 12-week. I've, I've, I've learned it, now what's next? So yeah, I think, I think it's good, so the really good key theory. point with the gap and gain though is the emotion around it, I think. And we did this exercise actually at one of our um, mastermind sessions with our students, didn't we? Yeah. Um, it was in December and um, we talked to them about the emotions that sort of gap thinking brings out of us. And then we looked at later on about what the gain thinking does and typically some emotions that would be around gap thinking. So in essence, you know, it's a bit like looking at Instagram lifestyle, isn't it? You know, other people's achievements and thinking you're not doing well enough yourself. It's always easier for other people. Why am I not achieving quicker and um, getting further? But what are the emotions around that? You know, it's stress because you're not achieving as much as you think. It's anxiety, it's disheartenment, it's, you know... All of the, if you think of all the things around it, you're, you're always striving for something which you don't think you're achieving. It's always a negative They're all emotion. negative emotions, aren't yeah, they? And anger. actually, if you rephrase that to gain thinking, you know, what have I achieved? How far have I come? You know, it's pride, it's um, achievement, it's, it's yeah. a, all of the, the, the emotions around it are very positive. Yeah. So if we can use those positive emotions to drive us forward in short sections of time, to achieve we'll, we'll get more traction and achieve more than just dragging along it doesn't mean we shouldn't have goals we shouldn't have you know the everest that we're trying to achieve but we use smaller snippets to push us forward with positive thinking rather than dragging us along with constant negative thinking isn't it and using everest as an example if you're in a negative state climbing everest you think well i'll just give up i'm never going to get there I'm not going to get there i'm tired you'll give up Whereas if you're in the gain and you're thinking, you know what, I've come a hell of a lot. I've climbed more than I expected to climb already. Let's keep going and see what I can achieve going forward. You're going to keep going. So if you're in a negative, you're in a gap theory, you're more likely to give up because you're not achieving what you're achieving. But if you're in the gain brain, um, then you're more likely to keep going and push on. So yeah, this is all part of setting goals and being accountable to yourself as well is actually uh, set yourself a 12 week target. Um, have that target achievable as well. So we have the, the smart targets and things. So um, it should be achievable because you, know, you don't want a five-year target that's unachievable. You want a 12-week target that is achievable, but you can say, right, once I get there, I can move to the next step and then I can move on and move on and move on. So yeah, definitely got to make it achievable. Um, so for example, someone looking at land developments, if they're starting in January, um, the first three months I'd expect or the first 12 weeks is to get um, at least 10 to 20 offers in. And that's a target for 12 weeks. So you can break that down, even say, um, what's that, two a week? And that's 24 offers, but two a week, you aim for two a week and that's your target for 12 weeks. Um, then after 12 weeks, you should be getting some traction on making those offers um, being accepted or getting those offers accepted. So yeah, it's a simple term. It's like for 12 weeks, all I'm focusing on getting these offers in, not trying to win one, just making them. Because after that, then you'll start your target then is to close some of those offers that are in and then you're in the site and then you, you move on. So take every step as it comes. I think just on your point there is that one thing that people get wrong is they think that they're going to make an offer and it's just going to be a phone call from the agent saying, oh yeah, that's great. Um, uh, you know, let's do heads of terms. We the, To get deals that are, are worthwhile and bought at the right price, you've got to make those 20 offers in the first three months. 
because then the next month you're going to be going back to those offers. Time is such an important factor, isn't it? Yeah. You know, to get the motivation of the vendor or the agent in line with what you're looking to do in, time's a burner, isn't it? So if you don't put those offers in, you've got nothing to go back on and you're really going to get your offer accepted probably maybe six months after you first made it when yeah. time's been pressure for you, isn't it? And the vendor's like, you know, I've got to get something over the line now. Everyone expects to sell something the first day they put it on, but it's never happened. You know, we're trying to get deals at the right price and negotiate yeah. properly. So that's an important factor. But the gap and gain thing as well, you know, that applies to everything, doesn't it? You know, when we did the talk um, um, to our students and our mentees, I used, um, you know, a lot of us got parents. Or, no, we have got parents, but we are parents is what I was trying to more say. You know, and I've got three kids. My three kids are all of that sort of teenage years. Isaac's 12, but, you know, the others are um, 16 and 19 now. So, you know, it's easy to drive yourself into gap thinking with our kids, isn't it? I gave more specific examples. I'm not going to go into that now. Plus, a couple of his mates listen to this as well. So (laughs) I wouldn't want to embarrass Sam on here. But I did actually go into it a lot more and use Sam as a bit of an example. But it's easy with our kids to get driven into that that gap thinking like they don't do the things they you know they say they're going to do around the house they're not as motivated they don't look after things they don't you know they eat everything you've got and all that kind of thing it drives you into that parent gap thinking and then every now and again they do something which like you don't think they ever listen but then they do something you're like bloody hell it, it does all sink in and they do something which you know hits the pride level and it goes off the meter doesn't it you know and you think oh they do actually hear it's just that you know you're chasing what you want them to be instead of realizing how far they've come you know you think of how our kids progress up to those ages i've just said you know like up to 12 you know like how our lives that's probably the the biggest period of our lives where you know we learn to talk we learn to walk we learn to you know we go through school we learn so much every day but we're not hitting we're not seeing that development because it's just normal that's what we expect of people you know and then from 12 to 19 the next age up you know like you're leaving school you're starting your journey and whatever the rest of your life's going to be but because it gets clouded in you know the the things where they they're not doing the simple things that we expect of them or they're going out drinking a bit or things like that sometimes we get drawn into that gap thinking instead of realizing what an amazing you know journey they've been on themselves and it's just a good example isn't it how if we can understand it in 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 being parents then we can say well are we doing that at work are we doing that with our you know our development goals and all those kind of things as well yeah and some of the most successful students we've had have just thought about the next step ahead so actually they probably didn't realize but they were actually doing 12-week plans yeah um they just didn't realize it they were just thinking well all i've got to do is offer on a land right the offers come in now i've got to find some money okay that's coming in they never actually set it into 12-week plans so but it's not, it's not traditional that it's done like this, actually. One of the guys, um, Cam, spoke to you, and we did that talk on stage, didn't he? Yeah. And it really made him think a different way. And he'd been in corporate life all his life. He's probably my age, maybe even a bit older. And he said, I've sat through many seminar- seminars about goal setting in the corporate environment. Not one of them has ever talked about, you know, looking at that, like, gain thinking, if you like. It's yep. all been about, in essence, gap thinking. Yeah. And, and businesses, you know, they're like, oh, what, what can we do next? What's next? What's next? What's next? And actually in the book, they, they um, use the example of the horizon. Like if you're walking yeah. towards the horizon, you'll never get there. So that, if that's what you want to get to, you'll never get there. But you, if you look back, you've probably traveled so far and gained so much, but you've never looked back. You're always looking forward too much and you're getting disheartened that the horizon's never getting to you. So what the, the way they say that is actually your goals will always move. 
Uh, once you get somewhere, that's not the that's not the end destination. You've got to keep going and you reinvent another target or another ideal. So if you're constantly trying to find that that um, ideal, you never get there. So that you you can't get disheartened when you don't get there. So just appreciate that things move all the time and your goals will change. Um, but also appreciate more the fact of where you've come and, and what you've achieved. There's a couple of things around that actually that um, I think you know Stephen Bartlett says on one of his diary of a CEO. Um, interviews I, I love listening to them and he said about you know it's a proven fact that people always strive for something three times beyond where they're at yeah. so you know if someone's earning a hundred thousand or someone's earning twenty thousand they want to earn sixty thousand if someone's earning a hundred thousand they want three hundred thousand if they're earning a million they want three million but of course as they get towards that it goes to three times again so it's like chasing your horizon yeah that you're saying there and you know if you never if you if you never appreciate what those things are then you're never ever going to stop and look at it you know in a in a distance traveled like chasing your horizon there look at all the cultures you see by going through different cities towns countries but if you're always just trying to get to the next place you're just letting all that slip by aren't you, you know yeah so you know we need to appreciate that 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 travel and all the stuff we pick up along the way yeah um yeah so look if you've written or set yourself 12 uh, 12 months goals or a year goal take that goal and break it that down into nine months, six months, three months. Okay, what you're going to achieve now in the next three months to be able to hit that 12 month goal. So, if you want to be on site, for example, that's one thing that we get a lot that people want to be on site within a year. Okay, we have to start now, and the way to start is to make offers. So, all you've got to think about is making offers. And I keep relating it to property development because obviously that's what we teach. But um, property, yeah, a property developer has to find land, has to get uh, offers in to have an offer accepted so yeah if you're listening to this and you're looking at property or what's your end goal for the year break that down into getting started and again follows on from last week's podcast about procrastination stop it stop procrastinating just get on with it like just do something for the next three weeks uh, 12 weeks sorry and focus on that only and then reset your goals again I suppose the only caveat to that, you know, I agree with what you're saying there, but if you don't know how to make offers yet, i.e., yeah. you know, how to put the figures together, you need to probably go and look at some of the YouTube videos, do the foundations course, you know, do something to be able to make qualified offers, you know. You're never going to be perfect with your offers, but you obviously got to understand the principles of, you know, where you're getting the figures from, aren't you? Yeah. But then once you understand that, and that might be for some people, that might be their first three months, might it? You know, I've got to get my knowledge base up to be able to understand how to make credible offers, go and find the sites, then get offers in. It might be their second three months to do that. Yeah. But if you don't start the process at the beginning, you're never going to get to the second quarter and the third quarter and the fourth quarter. But if your end goal in a year was to get on a site and you didn't do those foundational steps, then you're never going to get to that anyway. So it's about breaking it down, yeah. Yeah, and throw the last book in there. We've talked about it before, but Atomic Habits talks about that. Basically, if someone really wants to go to the gym every day of the week, well, they've got to go once to start with. So if you want to make offers, you've got to make at least one to start with. So to form a habit, you've got to start something and you've got to do something for the first time. So yeah, Atomic Habits, 12-week year, the gap in the game. There's three books to get started in there a positive go. mindset this year. Atomic Habits was James Clear. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. Now do the others again. Without looking at the board. <laughs> Without looking at the board. Yeah, Dan Sullivan, Dr. Benjamin Hardy, I'm not going to look at Brian P. Moran and Michael Lennington. Awesome. Let's leave it there. Have an awesome year. But more importantly, have an awesome 12 weeks. Cheers, guys. Speak to you soon.